see. Students of the week. Oh, one of my favorites. Um, Cam Camden Dempsey. Loving sophomore long snapper. He's going to be the darn governor of this state one day. He's unbelievable. I don't know how to pronounce Jordan's last name. Oh, no way. Oh, no way. Oh, no way. It's good. For business, I'm sorry, uh, Camden with business, finance, and marketing. It's unbelievable. Honor Shador. Named to David O'Brien Class of 2023. Fisher Candidate. Travis Hunter. Honorable mention for the lot. Trophy Nepal Hornick. Award Player of the Week. Uh, Travis officially named a semifinalist of the Thorpe Trophy, which I think we already have two of them here. Some TV ratings, Colorado, third most watched game. CU now has had over almost 60, almost 51 million viewers this season. Sellout streak. Previous CU remains. Uh, okay, let me address this. You know, our kids got robbed during the game last week. I think that's a travesty, and we. I would expect the NCAA to do something about that. Um, these are college kids. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't think about insurance at this point in this juncture in their life. We've we've talked about NILs and how to really maintain their finances. We've pretty much uh, given them financial planners and, and, and given them the resources for that. But the insurance part of it, we slipped. And we didn't uh, really educate them on that. So I wish, uh, I know the kids would be forthright in what was stolen and some of our just uh, staff members as well. And now all that stuff should be replaced. This is the Rose Bowl. They said the granddaddy of them all, right? I'm sure granddaddy has some money. Grandpa should have some money to get these kids. Um, I'm gonna have a list made out from these young men and I know they're gonna be truthful about what they lost so we could try to get that back for them. They may not be able to get the items back, but we should uh, be able to reimburse them. That was unbelievable. But I did hear that uh, the home team was robbed as well. So I, I, don't, I don't know, but I did hear that. But that don't make no sense when you're out there balling and playing your heart out and you're getting robbed in the same aspect. So I hope we could do something about that NCA. You do something about everything else. Do something about that. When it, when it comes to kids, in regards to the kids, NCA, you do something about everything else. Do something about this one. Okay, let's get down. Yes, sir. Hi, Coach Adam. Let's retire 24-7. Yes, sir. How, how is Shadour doing physically? Oh, he's good. He's good. I am uh, think I'm going to give him uh, another day or so off so he could heal properly and so he could be his best. His best. We want his best. And uh, he's doing well, though, mentally, physically, as well as psychologically. Go ahead. Hey, Coach McMillan, Fox 31. Building on that question, as the roster is constructed now, how do you devise a scheme to be able to protect Shador and also allow him to have his skill set be at the forefront? We could do it. I believe in the staff that we have on hand. I believe in the staff that, that they can do it. And I have the utmost uh, of faith in them. Also, I had a private personal meeting with the whole offensive line, and the meeting was phenomenal. I have a, the utmost thought process that those guys are going to step it up tremendously, and you're going to see 
uh, more cohesive, more aggressive, more physical, more prepared group than ever before this weekend. I really do believe that. Jimmy Surfaus, 24-7 Sports. When on the recruiting side of things, when there's a loss like that, when there's an obvious glaring issue, do you see that as a deterrent for recruits? Or <laughs> Are you kidding me? As a deterrent? No, not whatsoever. That's a, uh, I'm not going to say it's a blessing, but our, our, our phone rings wonderfully. And uh, they know we ain't hard to find in certain areas. So when you see something, first of all, when you're on television, as much as we you know, on television, recruits want that exposure. That's the first and foremost thing for recruits. And being able to be developed and understand uh, what's at stake, understand you, the type of quarterback that you have on hand as well as receivers and running backs and you just need that one component and these guys first of all they're going to step it up you're going to see that but secondly yeah you, you got some guys that you, you, you'll see the commits come in you'll see them hi coach Miguel Herbst independent um all season long you've inspired everyone with I believe yes and we are coming off with two tough losses mm -hmm. how do you continue to inspire the team to go out and win the last season first of all I believe in everyone that's inside uh this locker room and on this staff and this is the way I look at it it's been one game that we've truly got our butts kicked I mean kicked there was no winning in that when we got off the bus the darn I think it was 40 points on the scoreboard when we looked up there so Oregon did their thing Every other game we've been in, we've had a chance to win those games. It was seven to six at halftime, you know, and we come up and give up something. So now, now I think it's 14-6, we're still in the game. You still have an opportunity. That's promising for not only the kids that play for us, the coaching staff, the fan base. It's promising because we had an opportunity to win those games. We just got to learn how to win. And uh, we're going to be okay. So we love the direction that we're headed. It could be tremendously the other way. But when you have an opportunity to beat ranked teams, that's tremendous for us. We just got to do it. Hey, Coach. A uh, little lighthearted twist for you. Uh, just a little over a year ago, we <laughs> lost Mike Leach. Yeah. Uh, and he had a real viral moment years before that where he was asked to rank his top five Halloween candies. Since you ranked your kids, I don't I'm you not have any thoughts on that? I'm not a candy guy. I don't I don't eat much candy whatsoever. I'm not a I'm not a no I'm not a candy guy. If I had to rank my number one candy, it would be nine ladies. Some of you might have to ask what that is. What is that? All the black folks can you tell the white folks what it is? <laughs> It's good. It's good. I'll order you some. I'll go on Amazon and get you some. But a pack of nine ladies is uh is everything to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're gonna break your teeth on them now. Yeah, yes. so you know what time it is, huh? Yeah, yeah here you go. Ariel Shooter Nine News. Um, you know, these eight PM games, I know you've been pretty vocal about not yeah. enjoying them. Um, but your team has also kind of come out to some either slowish, sluggish starts or has like lost some energy from them. How do you get the team to, like, how, what do you do for these 8 p.m. games? How do you get them prepared? How do you get them to keep the energy up? Uh, we, we have different ways to, to keep their energy up. And the guys that love this game, you have no problem with their energy being up. It's the guys that don't love the game. We just have we got to minimize that and, and, and make sure we're putting the guys out there that love to play. 
So uh, it's not hard for these guys to get situated and desire to play these games because first and foremost, many of their family members are here and they want to put on a show for their family members and the girlfriends, the loved ones, and they just want to and they want to shot at the next level. And they know the not only the a multitude of people in this country is watching, but scouts are watching as well. So I think it's on them to get themselves up, but we we know how to motivate them tremendously. Hey coach, uh, Jack Carlo with the Buffalo's Wire. Um, saw Caleb Mathis on Saturday against first. Yes. Most action he's had all year. Just yeah. What did he do to deserve that? Um, he runs routes at the right depth. He turns around and catches the ball consistently. Consistently. Every day in practice he does it. Uh, <laughs> Anytime you put him out there, he does what's right. He don't have many busts whatsoever, meaning uh, running the wrong routes, running the wrong plays, running the wrong depth. And uh, Shador has the chemistry with him as well. So that's what he did to earn it. He's a consistent football player, and we love him. Hey, Coach, Pat Rooney, Boulder Daily Camera. Yes, sir. Love down later as a kid. Um, one asked about Alton McCaskill. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he's healthy. He's been back in there. Yeah. But with an injury like that, is he still maybe searching for that, that, that extra gear or maybe the confidence he played with at Houston a couple years ago? Um, Alton, I don't want to know if he want me to disclose what transpired. You know I'm always honest with you guys and straight up. I don't lie to you guys or false about anything. Alton came in my office yesterday and he wanted to be redshirted. Um, which I think is very wise, which I, yeah, I'm, I'm all for him. If he would have wanted to play, continue to play, I'd have been all for him. He's one of my favorite human beings on this team. He's a great young man, was raised properly, and he wants it. But he does understand that he, it's been a while um, since he has had his, his, his full strength and full potential and, and, and ability to move and cut and explosion. And he understands that. So he wants to train and, and work his butt off and get into shape and come back in the spring and, and earn that number one spot. That That's what he echoed to me. And I love it. I saw him today on the scout team going 100 miles an hour, trying to get the guys to look and just being the player that he is. He's a great team guy. He's a great human being. He's a, he's a great young man. So that's where he is right now. Hey, Coach. Nick Rothschild, Anderson. How you doing, sir? Um, just to clarify, did you have anything stolen from you at the Rose Bowl? No, they, they uh, oh God, that was a good one that I just had. I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> no, I didn't. I've been gotten enough. <laughs> okay, um, so then my question for you is, after reflecting <laughs> that was, on That was good, wasn't it? That was good. Lord, help me. I'm so stupid, Lord, help me, please. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's all right. Um, probably better than my question I'm about to ask you. But anyway, um, after reflecting on the game, the mm. defense and the way that they fought, are you happy with their effort? At the yeah, time? yeah. No, I'm happy them? with everything they, they, they did. Shoot, what, we had three, four turnovers in the first half? I, we got we to gotta cash those in. We, we got to score. I mean, it's a whole different game. Um, and you come out in the second half, I mean, we blew, we blew a couple things, and, and uh, it didn't and it go like we expected on that half. But... I like what they did, and I like the effort that we gave. I, I truly do. We're building. We're getting better and better, and I like that. I like that. You planned for everything, and one thing you couldn't plan for was, was a theft like that. But so what kind of safeguards do you put in place to make sure that like this happens again for your team? Well, like what? 
Well, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I just make sure, like, uh, no, no guys bad. I mean, oh, we don't get robbed. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we leave our own security. We don't depend on someone else's security. We leave our own security in the locker rooms and make sure we're straight by our own means. But you, you got to understand that was on the road. You're not thinking like that. You're not even thinking like that at home. So that was, and you're in the Rose Bowl, man. Like who robs the Rose Bowl? <laughs> who, who robs the Rose Bowl? Somebody. So, uh, but the kid, a lot of the things were emotional th things that were giving to them, like chains and necklaces and gifts. And you got some idiots online saying, well, they shouldn't have that. So they shouldn't be blessed. They shouldn't be blessed. That's, that's crazy. It's like if you have a car in your driveway and somebody come and steal your car. Well, you shouldn't have a car. That's how stupid that sounds. Yeah. These are young men uh, that worked their butts off or they were blessed and gifted by their family members to give them whatever what was stolen. I know someone had a significant amount of cash. Uh, one of our camera guys. And uh, that's, we pray to God that he gets that replaced. That is not good, though. Jason. Hey guys, Jason Jones, Busby. Um, I'm pretty sure you would say that you're moving on to Oregon State, uh, but just since you mentioned it in the post game, has the NCAA or the Pac-12 communicated anything to you? Not to me. The other about Shiloh's hit? Oh, Shiloh's hit. No, not to me. I'm pretty okay. sure they might have reached out to to Rick or, or somebody. I, I not whatsoever. What are you gonna do? Say I'm sorry. My bad. Now, that's the word that every coach in America hates. My bad. Yeah. We don't want to hear that. What are you going to do about it? It's over now. Yeah. No, nah, we don't want to hear nothing about it. We don't, it is what it is. Move on. Coach, there's the old adage about 20, 60, 20. You know, you know, the top 20% of your team is the leaders, the middle 60. Kind I of never like, heard that one. No? 20, 60, 20? So it's like the top 20 is leaders, the middle 60 yeah. can kind of be pulled either way, the bottom 20 pulls down. Yeah. I'm curious if you feel like your top 20 is strong enough to keep that middle group engaged for the Final Four? I don't think that middle group is, is a negative group. Every Everyone has knuckleheads. Some of your kids are knuckleheads. I know a couple of mine I got to keep out on. <laughs> so just understanding life in, it, in itself, I wouldn't go with those percentages, but we definitely have some that are bona fide leaders and they want this with everything they have. You have some just meandering around and you got some that you know probably don't want to be where they are because they think they deserve more playing time or, or more of something that they're not getting that's just this is like that's an office job that's a reporting job that's that's anybody in life but we haven't lost our passioning and or intensity for our purpose and that's to win um, we're still on the same page with that coaches included um, everybody inside the locker room and that's a part of this organization, we definitely, the desire and the goal is to win, and it's to win out. Good question, though. Matt Smith, 104.3 The Fan. You faced a lot of great receivers in your yeah. time. You yeah. College pros. Do you have an NFL comp for Xavier Weaver? It's a good question. To me, Xavier Weaver got a lot of Andre Rising in him. Mm. He's tough, he's gritty, he's nasty. He can get vertical, he can run routes, he's gonna catch the ball. He can return kicks. He practices his butt off. Um, and really not a complainer. Now, Dre wanted that ball. 
you know, every day that ends with a Y. But Xavier, uh, he's a good kid, man. I, that's my biggest comparison. I, I'm sorry going old school on you, but that's the guy that I played with and I practiced with that that was a phenomenal player. Probably should be a Hall of Famer, especially since they're letting everybody else in free. Might as well go ahead and throw Dre in now. <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about Travis. Mm-hmm. That play was sensational. The first Which one? The first interception okay. Okay. was sensational. It seems to me there's not a lot of even NFL dudes that can do some of the stuff that he's well, doing. Well, that's, that's instinctive. About. That's instinctive and athletic. That's why you don't worry about it. You don't worry about the snaps. You don't worry about the plays. You, you don't. The, the, the game that Travis had that wasn't his best game on the defensive side of the ball because he played well on the offensive side of the ball that game, he just wasn't focused on defense. He was more focused on his job on offense. So that's it. He stayed over the break and refocused. Do people understand how good he really is yet? No, because he plays for us. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we got some people that don't like nothing we do, but they will. They understand. They will understand. We got several players that are really, really good. Really good. Hey, one or two more. Go ahead, Sean. Coach Sean Keeler of the Denver Post. You know, you didn't like the call. A lot of others didn't either on Shiloh. Right. Do you, There's a couple did, of calls out there right now. It wasn't just the Shiloh one. As a dad and a father, do you worry about league officials getting a rep on him, getting a rep with them, no. looking out for him? You know? No, no. These guys are really good, man. I think we have the best officials in the country, when I say football officials, I, I really do. And their game is tough. Their, their, their job is tough, man. So, you know, sometimes they, they miss it. Sometimes uh, it's interpretation of why. And that was just interpretation. We felt like it was clean, of course, because he's our guy. If I was on the opposing team, I might have felt indifferent. Um, just like the guy with the one-hand catch on our sideline. I, I yelled at him. I said, son, great catch. It really was a great catch. I thought he was out by far, but it was a great catch, man. A great catch. One of the best grabs I've seen. So, you know, I think the officials really do a great job wholeheartedly. Hey, Coach Tyler King with the Denver Gazette. Um, this second straight week you're playing a, a run-heavy team, a yeah. very physical team on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Um, does that change how you go about practice about when you're preparing for a really physical yes, team it on does. both sides of the ball? Yes, it does. You incorporate more tackling drills in um, to compensate for the physicality. You, you pad them up maybe a little more, maybe allow a lot more contact um, because of the physicality. You, you, you may elongate some periods that involves physicality in it that you want to make sure your team is, is ready and on point but you still want to tailor off on those tail off on those things to kind of keep them fresh as well so um, these guys are watching film they've increased the film uh, viewership tremendously since we challenged them to so they know what they're in for and I, 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 I can't wait especially since looking all the linemen in the eye and just seeing uh, how they responded in the candid conversation that we had it's, it's tremendous. I can't wait to see how they respond. All right. Thanks, Coach. We good? God bless you. I appreciate you. Did you see Russell Wilson's costume? Excuse me? Did you see Russell Wilson's costume? No, I didn't. He was you? He was me? Yeah. So should I be him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come with the now later. Well, now later. Now later. Now later. You can't say now or later. Now later. You messing up the hood part of this, man. It's called now later. Pack of now later. I'm ordering them today, too. How's everybody doing? We're fresh out practice. 
he doesn't need to run the class. We got about five minutes with him. So, FYI, go ahead and make. Where's the mic? Let's go. Hey, Sean, Nick Miller. Uh, I was watching highlights of your dad, and the hit that you had on Saturday was a highlight for him and resulted in an injection for you. What was the explanation that you received on why that hit now is illegal and what changes you have to make? Uh, after that play, you know, I went home and I did my research on just football nowadays and just watching a lot of football, watching a lot of big hits, you know. And what I came up with is it's really just up to the, the refs in those situations. Because even in the NFL, like, they don't always call things like that because everyone, everyone has a, you know, the narrative that football is just getting soft, which is kind of true, but even in the NFL, I've seen some hits that, that were worse than that, but they didn't call it. So I just think it's up to the ref. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just one of them players that I just try to have my presence felt when I'm on that field. You know, I want, I want to come in and, and everybody know what headache gang is, you know. So that's how I play. And I don't really think I need to change. Maybe maybe I could go a little lower just to make sure because I can't, I can't do my team like that and – and uh, not be available for them, not be available to, to contribute, you know, because I, I think I could have made a big impact if I was in the game. You know, I just felt like one of them days where I was going to make something happen. So I, I just have to just play my game. If I get in a situation like that, just know it's up to the rest. I won't change, like, my play style, but still be conscious of, hey, if you can go a little lower to make sure because, you know, I got this target on my back too, so... It's a Sanders, so that that's that's pretty much how I'm thinking. Joe, when they announced that the targeting was confirmed, they showed your dad had his arm around you. You guys were having a moment. What was he saying to you before the event got changed? Oh man, I was over there celebrating because I knew for sure. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna call targeted on this." So you see, I I was flexing and doing all that celebration because I was like, "There's no way," because like I would have felt my head hit his head if my head hit his head. So. Um, after that, like my dad seen me play for a long time, so he know he know how I hit. I don't ever leave with my head like that. And uh, it was really just up to the refs. The refs made a decision. I think it was just one ref, you know, because we talked to some other refs too. But it was just one of them, and uh, they made the decision. And my dad was just like, "Man, you just play hard today. Um, just keep your head up. Not like." head up but like your spirit's high <laughs> like you, you you play hard today I'm proud of you stuff like that so yeah that's that's really just what he said hey Charlie Tyler came with Denver Gazette you guys as a defense had four first half four, four first half turnovers um is that kind of the the peak of what you guys are capable of doing holding that UCLA offense to, to seven points yeah like the defense we have right now like um I usually always tell the tell the defense or we need turnovers we need turnovers because we need like, this is our first year together. Like, our edge is getting to the ball fast, getting turnovers. That's how we start off the season. And whenever we was playing like that, getting turnovers and stuff, then um, you see we, we have better results. You know, we, we could put the offense in better situations than um, giving up a lot of points. And I was really proud of everybody, um, how we started off. But as I was watching, when I, whenever I got out of the game, as I was just standing on the sideline watching as the game went on, I feel like we just start to lose focus to detail, you know, just paying attention to the little things, and those things add up. Right. 
curious if you saw some of the reaction from NFL players and guys like that on Twitter, specifically Gronk, who said... Uncle Gronk, yes, sir. <laughs> you know, this I, met him, I, I met him one time when I was uh, doing my ACL rehab in Dallas last year. I met him, actually. And, uh, man, he, he's such a big dude. I was like, how could people not guard you? I just feel like... I could just cover him, but <laughs> when it's on the field, it's different. But, yeah, it, it was cool seeing um, – I think uh, Richard Sherman first tweeted it, and just seeing guys like that, you know, give their opinions. And I feel like if I'm good with them, I'm good. So, yeah, I, it was real cool seeing um, seeing Gronk comment on that. He said, um, like, I'd rather get hit up here than – in my legs or anything, because when you start putting, when you start enforcing the rules like that, um, it starts making DBs want to go low and low, and I don't really think that's what y'all really want, because it, it gets dangerous when you do that, especially going full speed. You know, I'm coming from 20 yards deep with, with a target, so like knowing where I'm going. So if I, if I aim that lower, bad things can happen. You know, we got pads, we got helmets for a reason. As long as you're not being like crazy, like like using your helmet as a weapon, I feel like you should be all right. Gronk specifically knows that as well as anyone. That was unfortunately you know, one of the problems with his career. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Joe. Jason Jones from BuzzSpeed. Just want to give you a chance to revel in your own correctness. Uh, you sat in that very spot after Colorado State uh, were asked a question regarding the hit on Travis Hunter. And you said something to the effect of, if that was me, I'm getting ejected immediately. Yeah. And while your hit seemed to be much less, in my humble opinion, targeting than that one, you were absolutely correct. Yeah, but even even like uh, that play with uh, Travis, like, you don't, you don't have any pads right here. So if I start aiming at the ribs, you, they don't want that. You know what I'm saying? It's best that I aim in these shoulder pads area, you know, like the back of my helmet clip his face mask, it is what it is. But these these pads are there for a reason. This right here has no padding. So yeah. It's I knew I just know um just how I play the play style, you know, whenever I actually catch somebody like that, it's gonna it's gonna get a lot of attention. And sometimes I just feel like the rest be like, oh, he hit him way too hard. I just have to throw a flag just so we can look at this. And, I, and I've seen that happen a lot in football. So it is what it is. Two more. Go ahead, Sean. On that note, uh, Sean Keeler with the Denver Post, I think most of the social agree with you, agree with Gronk, but some people brought up like the video of you before the Oregon game and said, this might be a dirty guy. This might be a dirty player. Do you worry about a headhunting rep with the officials, with the refs will think that and prejudge you unfairly? Well, um, but I usually talk junk before every game in every practice, even to my own teammates. Even to our own coaches, I'll be talking. So nobody's safe. I looked over there before Oregon game. The receivers looked pretty small. I was, and then I just say, y'all too little, bro. So that's really – and that's how I play. Like, I'm going to play hard regardless. It could be against anyone. So I, I don't ever go out there thinking anyone is as good or even – Close to being as good as our team, our defense, because that's just the mindset you got to have, you know. And as y'all can see, none of these games are just so far out of reach. Like, it's not like, oh, man, you guys are just horrible. Every game is winnable that we play. 
but I feel like just as the game goes on, we just lose attention to detail, and that's that's what the game of football is all about. Who who messed up the most, and uh, we just eliminate those little mistakes. And I mean, we're going to be a great team. Last one, go ahead, Ariel. Shiloh, just to, to clarify, are you missing the first half of this next game? No, I'm ready to go. Ready? Okay, great. Um, then my next question was going to be moved. I was going to ask how you stay ready for that. Then um, I think that was a miss. Else. No, that's a good question because a lot of people don't know the uh, rules. So I'll be able to start the game off this weekend. Great. And and I'm, you know, I'm not really changing none. I'm still going hard, still going full speed. If I get in that situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little lower, but I'm not gonna change my my play style though. I'm still gonna be running to the ball, still gonna be physical, and I'm I'm gonna be the enforcer. I'm gonna let everybody know what headache gang is for real. So, all right, thank you, sir. Good class. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, y'all.